I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tonight's edition of the Rock and Roll Happy Hour is supported by Urge Gastropub and Mason Aleworks. You know what, Ken? Every time we start this show, I get a little nervous. Now when our guest says, can I talk like a sailor or I've been known to talk like a sailor, it's going to be one of those Friday nights. And why not? It's 2018. You know, we threw this big party last week and we we sent 17 out the window. Now we're back. It's the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on FM. 94.9, supported by Urge Gastro Pub and Mason Aleworks. It's Jeremy with me tonight, as always, our San Diego craft beer evangelist, Mr. Ken Wright. Also joining us, yay! Welcome back, Casey. Casey from Casey Hearts Cocktails. And a very special guest who, if you read Forbes magazine, who was just listed as the one of Forbes' top 30 under 30. Oh, yes, I noticed that when I was out out on the greens the other day at St. Andrews. (laughs) (laughs) Right here, our very own San Diegan, Laura from You and Yours Distillery. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi, Laura. Hi, thanks for having me. You make some killer spirits. In fact, I rung in the new year with you. Oh, I And you know what? I think you are the first distiller we've had on that does not have a beard (laughs) and He's wearing flannel. Thank you for saying that. I'm looking at Jeremy, too, as I say this. <laughs> oh, there's booze in front of me right now. There what are, is. What are we starting off the program with? This is kind of your flagship, isn't it? This yeah. is your Sunday gin? This is my pride and joy. This is our Sunday gin, our flagship gin. I'm very American or Western in style, so definitely not your typical London dry. It's going to be much more citrus forward and Yeah, juicy. wow. I was going to say, it's not a juniper bomb. No, this not at all. lime gin. <laughs> yeah. well, it look, now on. Casey's on. face just lit up like a Christmas tree. It's like a gimlet without any dilution. Exactly. And that's what I love about it. It's super citrusy. We, we go through about three cases of grapefruit per batch. Wow. Yeah. So uh, now when you're making gin, how, how is that different from any other clear spirit? I mean, you're, you're not you're not you're not distilling something out and then you're throwing botanicals in a vat and letting it sit on it. Are you? How does it? How, what's the process? Yeah. So the way that we make gin is is a pretty traditional method of making gin. We use what's called a gin basket or a a carter head still. So we're going to throw all of our botanicals in in what pretty much looks like just a giant metal cylindrical tea bag of sorts, if you will. And we're going to throw all of our botanicals in there. And then we basically, when we're distilling, we're going to direct the vapor through the gin basket. And so it's going to pick up all of those essential oils and aromas and flavors and character before it recondenses into liquid form. So being oh. being an American style gin, does that mean that it's, it's it has other flavors forward other than like juniper berries? Yeah. So American or Western, they're very loose terms. I mean, they're there's no real definition. I think, like I mentioned, distillers just use it to categorize a gin that's not super traditional. So for me, I, I wanted to make a gin that was exactly what I wanted to drink, right? And so I wanted something super juicy and fresh and modern. And so I used a lot of grapefruit, a little bit of a Valencia orange to kind of give a little bit more of a juicy citrus note. I feel like grapefruit lends more kind of like an elegant citrus note. And then my other favorite ingredient in the sundae is uh, rose hips. So quite a substantial mm. amount of rose, rose hips. hips. I 
yeah. it, it must it must be the <clears throat> excuse me the orange that gives it that perceived sweetness because yes. it's not sweet but you get that right here in your jaws like you're getting something sweet definitely that's going to come from a few places so I think the rose hip actually does that as well it's a really nice kind of like sweet floral quality there on the finish and and um, rose hips are high in vitamin C so <laughs> you're basically doing something good for your health. this <laughs> means I'm not going to get a cold we're not going to get the flu we're good <laughs> no scurvy for you sir <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think you must have been thinking about Casey when you made yeah, this gin this because is my gin. Th- yes, this I is was. your gin jam isn't this it this is my yes. gin jam this is everything I love about cocktails and especially oh. when I was playing around with this this week this is so easy to put in any classic cocktail which for an American gin is actually really unique and unusual I have a really hard time doing that with Thank a lot you. of other gins in this style because they can be really lime forward or you get a lot of unique flavors like and sage, when you try and you throw get, that uh, in a Negroni <laughs> yeah. it's kind of gross almost where you go whoa that doesn't match this I mean it made one of the best gimlets ever oh, and I am a signature wow. 209 gimlet Ooh, fan yes but, love well, well Laura this is but, this is praise of the highest yeah, order this I, gin it made a beautiful gimlet I still you. had to crack some black pe- pepper on the top but oh, that's that. just because that's my favorite you know what you would love I don't know if you've been to the distillery yet but actually this gin has um, a little bit of coriander in it mm-hmm. um, so it gives it just a nice like depth and complexity and so we make um, a lime our own lime cordial in house at oh. you and yours for our or for our like you and yours gimlet and we actually put um, ground coriander in our lime cordials I'm coming wow. over to play yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be there right after this yes. I, I've, I've tasked you with putting uh, some cocktails together with some of these spirits so yes. we're, we're going to play Alt J and then when we come back we are going to see what you've done it's the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on FM 94.9 it is the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on FM 94.9 now we're drinking spirits tonight so I'm going to get this out of the way before I forget since it is our last holiday feast code word if you want to go to Mammoth then text Sierra, S-I-E-R-R-A to 61749. Message generates may apply. And it's Jeremy with me tonight. As always, our San Diego craft beer evangelist, Mr. Ken Wright. Casey from Casey Hearts Cocktails joining us to start the new year. And from our very own San Diego, Laura from You and Yours Distilling on the East Village right off G and 15th, right? Yep, correct. Yeah. You have a beautiful tasting room and it's not just a tasting room. You're doing cocktails as well, right? Yeah. So we, um, we're what you, what you would call a, a type 74 when it comes to California ABC and that license is pretty new and it allows us to do something cool where we can serve any um, anything that we distill on site in the form of a cocktail. And wow. you do beautiful cocktails. Thank you. I Thank had, you. What was it? I had the uh, ugly Christmas sweater <laughs> served in this cute little glass and had all this sprinkly stuff on top. I think mm-hmm. it had cucumber in it. Yeah. Sprinkly stuff on top. And I, I also had the distiller's gin and tonic yep. and it was a Sunday gin and it had, was it coriander and uh, a few other like seeds yeah. and stuff floating around Yeah, so we garnish all, all of our gin and tonics um, what you might call like Spanish style or like I don't know gin and tonic like very heavily influenced by gin and tonic culture in Spain and, and Mexico City and so we actually garnish the drink itself with everything that's distilled in that gin oh. <laughs> now it makes so much I more sense it. I just thought oh these are cool little things in my glass yeah <laughs> you just thought they were decor I honestly <laughs> don't want this. it's not the alcohol it's all just real anyway wait do you put a whole like grapefruit on the glass <laughs> I mean that seems like it'd be awkward. The drink. Other than the cocktails I had, if I was dropping into your bar for the first time, what is the number one cocktail I need to try? I think we're definitely most no- well known for the side salad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a fantastic drink name. It, yeah, so it's definitely it's one 
of the ones that I'm most proud of. It's been on the menu since we opened, and it's one of the only cocktails that made it from our first menu to now our, our completely revamped new cocktail menu. And it's super bright and fresh and herbaceous. It uses our vodka, our wine, my vodka, with um, fresh juiced green bell pepper, Ooh. a little bit of lime juice, genius, <laughs> oh. pinch of sea salt, tiny bit of honey. Um, that's all shaken, double strained up, and then garnished with hence the name, a little bit of um, herb infused olive oil. So kind of Ooh. like the garnish of the dressing. My. Blowing my mind right now. <laughs> Olive oil. It's, uh, it's such a cool like ju- juxtaposition of um, flavors and textures that the liquid itself is very bright and herbaceous and then you get a bit of that fattiness from the oil unlike yes. that first and that kind of that last sip and it's just it's on your palate. Huh. It's Casey's furiously really taking cool. notes on I, All I want to do is go drink this drink right yes. now. Done. I'm just staring at her like I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, is, it is a magic moment. It's that borderline we're... creepy. That, that's one of Laura's cocktails that you and yours distilling. Now, I what took, did you bring me tonight? I took this a much darker route than that. Okay. Um, oh, it's dark. I was tempted to go some sort of gimlet route. But what I really loved about this was that it played so nicely with everything in my bar that it felt really easy to put everything in my bar in it. This one, it doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a name at all because I'm not that creative right now. It's an ounce and a half of the Sunday gin. It's a half ounce of ginger liqueur. Ooh. It's a quarter ounce of blackberry liqueur and a half ounce of lime juice. Love it. Huh. It's beautiful. It's funky. Oh, I like it, the, the layers of flavor mm-hmm. that are going in there. It'll play really well against the gin. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a lot and it almost wow. to me felt like molasses-y and then fresh, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I've Definitely. never had anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's got like a tropical... It feels a little tiki because it feels ginger like and Marianne. Ginger and Marianne. It does, yeah, huh? you're right. Ginger and Marianne. Call it that. Call it that. Ginger it's a Gilligan's and Island reference. Done. How cool is that? Done. I'm almost getting pineapple. Yeah, see? Like yeah, it's... See, no, every this, time this you sip it, Totally it's the tropics, different. man. Yeah. The tropics. All right. Hey, over the boards, man. So, that's a pretty good opening volley, kid. So let's uh, <laughs> let's take a break. Come back. We'll put a song with this, and then you mentioned your uh, you and yours vodka. Yes. Let's try that next. We just learned a whole lot just now. It is the rock and roll happy hour on FM ninety four nine. Drinking tonight with you and yours distilling. Laura has joined us, and just talking about where you're from. Uh, you're from Texas, yeah, originally. Yep. And what what is it with Texas and bubbly water? It's called it's Topo Chico. He's been <laughs> talking Topo about Chico. it. For Years. It's about time San Diego learned of this wonderful just water of life called Agreed. Topo Chico. I feel it like you've so been good. holding out on me because for the last five minutes you've been talking about how amazing it is in cocktails, yet hi, I've been sitting right next to you for two well, years I, now. I, I'm a little Almost intimidated, three. Casey. I'm a little, I don't want to tell you how to make your drinks. You are the master. <laughs> you need to tell me about the Topo Chico. But Topo Chico is so good. I need to know. It's so good. There's oh, nothing like it. It's basically our house soda water at the distillery. <laughs> you said you're what, the, you're the biggest client to Topo Chico in San We're Diego? We're one of the biggest accounts in San Diego, yeah. <laughs> just our tiny little tasting room. Topo Chico. I love that. It, usually Topo Chico goes along with my barbecue at Grand Ole Barbecue, just because Ooh. if you uh, if you eat a lot of meat, yeah. you need something to settle your Great stomach. Way to Does settle it cure this. the meat That's sweats? how I got introduced. Nothing I was in a meat, meat coma sweats. in Texas, and the guy was with said, get some Topo Chico, you'll feel better. And I did! <laughs> that or, what was the other thing? Ranch water? Yeah, yeah. ranch water. Just tequila, Topo Chico and a little squeeze of lime. See, and I thought it was just tequila, soda water, and a squeeze of lime, but apparently Topo Chico's different, Yo, which it's now so I know. Different. Mm-hmm. So different. You're being educated, and I am on to our next drink. This is this is your house vodka, but it's 
What, it, it, is that bubble gum? <laughs> Watermelon? It's like the most popular tasting note. You know, I, I knew that if I was going to make a vodka, that it needed to be something that I could be super proud of, you know, talking about and, and, and tasting people on. And so I didn't want something that was just like colorless, flavorless, odorless. I wanted something with character. And so for me, what I loved is um, is actually using grapes as the base. So it's it's a little different. It's 100% oh. grape base and that um, it just gives it this really nice like sweetness to it. It's underlying sweetness but also this lovely kind of like fruity profile, like nice apple pear thing going on. It's creamy. Yes, and that is by nope. far my it's favorite really thing about very your creamy. When you say grapes as a base, I, I, I thought vodka was made out of potatoes. It can be made out of any fermentable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, literally anything. It's basically just anything with fermentable sugar. Vodka is any basically neutral spirit distilled to 190. So for the listeners at home who want to go into home distilling... Out illegal. <laughs> Ken, you can't Slightly do that. Slightly illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Explain the distillation process. So you get something with sugar in it and you d- you ferment it as if you were making beer. Exactly. Yeah. Any spirit um, starts it out starts out its life as essentially a beer or a wine. Yeah. Beer on starts what out your... everything. Everything starts with beer. <laughs> we like to say that uh, brewers are quitters. There's <laughs> 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 only one more step, y'all. <laughs> oh boy. Or a couple more steps, I suppose. So instead of using the traditional grain base. Yeah. So traditionally, I guess here in the States, you're going to have a lot of grain-based vodkas just because that's what we produce here. Overseas, you know, you're going to have a lot of potato-based vodkas in uh, Eastern Europe and, you know, obviously in the Midwest as well. But I, I just, I liked the idea of using grapes. I actually tried everything. I went through all different types of neutral grain, neutral grape or just neutral spirits. And um, and, and for me, I just landed on the grape. I thought um, corn, you know, Tito's, everybody and their mother loves Tito's. It's, it's sweet, but a little cloyingly so for me. Wheat, 100% wheat, just a little hot, no, not a lot of finish on it, just goes quick on your palate. Potato, amazing. I love I potato say, I, I vodkas. I love potato vodka. I love it, but I think that they're they're a little bit of an acquired palate sometimes just because they are so creamy, and so I, I toyed around with the grape, and it just it, it, it checked the most boxes for me. So, I love this. So I'm if this not is even like, a vodka person, and I'm digging this. Yeah, the, the smell. I mean, if vodka is simply a super distinct super clean yep. ethanol mm-hmm. essentially why would we get different smells from say potatoes or grapes or wheat yeah I think that every fermentable sugar I mean a lot of people will argue with you that this isn't the case but I think that every organic material every fermentable sugar really does have its own qualities in the end product even if it is distilled to really really high and and I firmly believe that because I know that I prefer vodkas from X more so than I do vodkas from why and well you can name names you're in a safe place (laughs) (laughs) for the grape i think what i love about it is that it does give a really nice creamy quality reminiscent of a potato vodka but not so intense like it doesn't have that earthiness that a potato vodka i would agree casey i'd like to say you have your work cut out for you on the the next one with your your cocktail but i can already tell right now you had way too much fun playing with this so we'll get into that next here let's try this we need we need a little something something here it is it's a rock and roll happy hour on fm 94.9 it is a rock and roll happy hour on FM 94.9. You can't say we don't shoot from the hip from time to time because Casey from Casey Hearts Cocktails was messing around right here while we were in the middle of playing that music and decided that, you know, the cocktail that we started with is actually enhanced. See, what, what you don't know is while I was playing music getting ready for the rock and roll happy hour, Casey brought in this this pink drink. Pink it was drink! Pink, it was a pink drink! And pink it, it, drink. Was, it was literally 
This was the leftovers from your New Year's party? This is the leftovers from my New Year's party. So this has what in it? This is just everything, right? It's your famous champs punch. This has white rum in it. Actually, Malahat, so very nice. Keeping it local, all right. It has uh, grapefruit juice, lime juice, and lemon juice. It was mostly a leftover of all the citrus I had. A homemade vanilla simple syrup, peach bitters, and then champagne. All right, so I will say, when you gave me this drink as a warm-up, I thought it was good, it was tasty, but it was a little fusel. It was a little hot. It was intense. It was a little little intense. That means fumey. You took the you and yours vodka and you threw it on this, and all of a sudden, between the the mouthfeel of the vodka and everything that was already happening with the citrus, you knocked all the fusel alcohol out of there. It's a beautiful drink again. And this is like the the life giver to the five day old punch. (laughs) Or seven day old punch. How many days ago was New Year's Eve? Seven day old punch. There's the name for that cocktail. Yeah, seven day old punch. Perfect. It's only the fifth, dude. It's aged. But you know, aged punch. It just you get more fruit and less twang. It aged beautifully. You know, it, it, it just now it's just rounder and juicier. It's it's aged awesome. French seventy five, right? Yeah. It's yeah. almost like a French seventy five. I really think it has everything to do with your base of what you're making your vodka out of. Yeah. With with the grape, it's creamy. It's it's delicious. Yeah. It's smooth. It's it's got everything to counterpoint all the burniness that was happening in the <laughs> burniness. But no, this has brought life to this punch that I thought I would never drink in my fridge. <laughs> there were two bottles of it. Now there's only one. Now, so there's, now. now there's, look at this, that's one inch. One inch punch. I'll take it. Done. Dibs. <laughs> Are you going to post this on uh, Casey Hart's cocktails? Yes, actually. So Pink this drink. Is, this is the one pen. of the champagne cocktails that was going to be posted. Well, with substitute gin for the rum, and this was one of the champagne wow. cocktails going up. But yeah, it's just rum, all the citrus in my fridge, vanilla simple syrup, champagne, peach bitters. Well, you know what? I it, love peach bitters. Me too. Oh. Peach bitters is life. We put them in our mule. Oh. Mules. <laughs> well. You rang in your New Year's with punch. I rang in the New Year with the next spirit we're going to drink from you and yours, the winter gin. Oh, Wrap your brain around that. I love me some winter gin. It's a rock and roll happy hour coming. <laughs> Remember the North! <laughs> it is the rock and roll happy hour on FM 94.9, supported by Urge Gastro Pub and Mason Ale Works. It's Jeremy with me, our San Diego craft beer evangelist, Mr. Ken Wright. We've got Casey from Casey Hart's Cocktails, and I am absolutely in love with Laura from You and Yours Distillery, right in the East Village, right off 15th and G. Go down, check out the spot. It's got amazing cocktails. The G oh. is for gin. So we started off the program with your Sunday gin paired with a cocktail. Then we had your You and Yours vodka paired with another cocktail. We're going we're gonna to mix the two together. We're going to do these right next to each other because we're running out of time, and I don't think Hamby wants us to carry on longer than 8 o'clock. We're going to do the gin that I rang in the new year with. This is your winter gin. This. So damn good! <laughs> Tell me about your winter gin. This is our our third spirit release from you and yours, and this is kind of my version or my take on a London Dry. So we were talking about Sunday. It's very American in style, definitely not traditional. This is kind of my attempt at a more traditional style of gin, and it's still definitely not textbook, but this is, hence the name, very festive and seasonal. Lots more spice and pine, reminiscent of your traditional London dry from not only juniper, but
but uh, fresh spruce tips that we overnight uh, once a week for Michigan. F my life. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, hence the higher price point, y'all. Hashtag um, authentic. Well, well yes. worth every dollar. I, yeah. I will tell you right now. Oh, thank you. And then the citrus component here, which I think is kind of quickly becoming my signature as a distiller, this kind of like the citrusiness of our gins, is actually from blood oranges. So uh, it all yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Something a little bit more exotic, uh, a little bit more festive. I really wanted something that would force us to put a time limit on how often we could uh, produce this gin. We could actually distill this gin. So when blood oranges are out of season, so is the gin. Oh, no. That's heartbreaking, no. but yeah. I'm excited about it. <laughs> so now that, that, that makes me think of something else. Are, are you going to do a seasonal, are you going to do a summer gin with summer available things? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you yes. figured those out yet, or is that going to be a complete secret until you roll it out? Um, I can give you a little teaser. I it's, like teasers. Yeah, I mean, well, it's please always be been... nectarines. Please be nectarines. Please <laughs> no, be nectarines. That's actually a good thought. Hush. I have those uh, every now and then, Jeremy. Thank you. No, no. We're actually... I'm looking for like... We... Nope, tell me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's, Casey's <laughs> frothing at the mouth. Um, it, I'm really excited about it, actually. I, I kind of say that winter is my version of a London Dry, and I say that summer is kind of my version of a Hendrix. So um, a little Whoa. bit of cucumber. Oh, Hendrix. Um, sorry, I got so excited. A little bit of cucumber, a um, little bit of uh, lemongrass. Um, actually, we were talking about it in our production meeting this morning. We're going to start r and ding it pretty soon, actually. Um, if, and then Meyer lemon. If you need a taste tester, I know she's right down Christmas the street. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming in July, in July. <laughs> Hendrix is like... Yes. Hendrix... I mean, Hendrix's life. But yes, <laughs> I'm right. excited about this. All right, so now that you're excited about this, take this gin, this amazingly delicious drinkable gin, and what cocktail are you putting with I it? I threw it in a classic Negroni because the orange did. notes of it were so prominent. That What's I, in a Negroni again? I always forget. Equal parts, and people will fight you on that. Yep. Yes, you fight them back, and fight you them tell back. them they're wrong, but it's equal parts Gin, sweet vermouth, Campari. Stir it. Don't shake it. If you shake it, I'll set you on fire. You're wrong. Yeah, that. you know, everybody likes to but say But if you shake shaking. it, you're wrong. <laughs> it's but, but not shaking, equal parts, you're shaking. wrong. Shaking bruises the drink, right? It, it just sort of dilutes it, it down. It dilutes and... it to a point, and it changes the texture, is yeah. really That's, what it does, yeah. right. because it Stirring aerates it. Yeah. And you don't want that. Texturally, for a Negroni, you want it to be velvety. You want it to be smooth. You want it to be stirred. You know, Laura's like doing a praise Jesus it's because we're girlfriends. It's get, fine. I get so annoyed when people shake martinis. I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, That's you're right. not James Bond. You can't do Shut that. Up. That's not the rule. You can't do that. I know. And so, then at least double strain. It's a disservice to the drink is it really is. what happens. Agreed. So if you really want to experience the Negroni as it should be experienced, and if it's too bitter for you, make a soft Negroni. Try Aperol. Sub yes. Aperol for Campari. Bam, you have a winner. But you want that drink to be velvety. You want it to be smooth. And you don't want it to be so diluted that you lose all the characteristics of what makes a Negroni a Negroni. And there should it's be gold. a hint of bitterness, right? There I mean, should that's... be a hint of bitterness. And I, I, I think that's what makes it a perfect cocktail for beer drinkers. Yes, yes. Which is why I love Negronis. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> if you like, like an IPA, you will love a Negroni. Laura, if we want to get your uh, gin, uh, can we just get it at your distillery or are you uh, distributed around San Diego? We're... We are. Yeah, we're about 60, 70 accounts around San Diego. Um, I know Barron's and Jensen's have picked it up. Um, but if you can't find us, just come down to the tasting room. We've always got it there. Yes, and have a cocktail, too. All right, yeah. we're done. Hamby's next. See you next week.
Huge thanks to our friends, Urge Gastropub and Mason Aleworks, for supporting the Rock and Roll Happy Hour and making tonight's episode possible. For all the details of the beers we drank, it's all posted online at fm949st.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.